This podcast is sponsored in part by Benjamin Hart. That's me! And yours truly, Zach Arnold. And by participation from listeners like you. So let's tune in to another episode of IPC. 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 The Intergalactic Peace Coalition Podcast. All the galaxies. All for you. Hey there, everybody. It's time for another episode of the IPC Podcast, coming at you live on Channel1138.com. Also coming to you through the power of Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, and a host of other hosting platforms. Uh, We're very excited to have you here this evening. We've got a really good lineup of discussion topics on tap for us, Um, but uh, we also have some rather unfortunate breaking news that we're going to be talking about right off the top. So uh, to do that... I'm going to bring in my co-host. My name is Zach, and joining me tonight is my good buddy, Ben. How's it going, guys? Yeah, we uh, just got some – you know, we we were and we still are planning to discuss DC fandom tonight. There's a lot of really interesting and really fascinating and really exciting stuff happening um, over on the DC front. But we got some news, like – literally as we were about to record this episode that left us absolutely stunned and i'll i'll let you try to i guess read the statement i guess yeah just just reading the statement that's that's all we can do because i am still in shock from this like this i i'm looking at the tweet right now it was literally posted on the page 17 minutes ago that is how recent this news broke and already it's got 410,000 retweets in 17 minutes. Chadwick Boseman known to everybody as black Panther succumbed to colon cancer today. And I, I don't know how to take this in. I really, really don't because it was never something that was a part of his life. It was never something that he really made super public. And yet it's something that, according to the statement, he's been battling with for four years. So right. I'm going to read the statement. Maybe we'll give a couple of thoughts. And then um, Jake had some technical difficulties. We're hoping to have him back next week. And uh, the, the, we'll have a week to process this. Honestly, we need a week to process this. But this is just so recent. How do we not talk about this? It says in the statement from his official Twitter page, it is with immeasurable grief that we confirm the passing of Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick was diagnosed with stage three colon cancer in 2016 and battled with it these last four years as it progressed to stage four. A true fighter, Chadwick persevered through it all and brought you many of the films you have come to love so much. From Marshall to The Five Bloods, August Wilson's Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and several more, all were filmed during and between countless surgeries and chemotherapy. It was the honor of his career to bring King T'Challa to life in Black Panther. He died in his home with his wife and family by his side. The family thanks you for your love and prayers 
and asks that you continue to respect their privacy during this difficult time. Dude, I, 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 I broke up just a couple of times reading that. Like, four years. The man made movies between now and then. He worked on the set of Infinity War and Endgame while battling stages three and four colon cancer. My God. Feel and is a true hero. Like really? he's he is a warrior in every sense of the word. And I I I I openly admit that that I had some issues with like the writing in Black Panther, like the plot and the storyline, but I loved his interpretation of King T'Challa. His his charisma, his energy, his enthusiasm, his love for the people he was working with. Uh, like you could tell just how genuinely he loved being Black Panther. And, you know, for, for the, the statement to, to read, it was the honor of his career. Everything else that he did paled in comparison to being T'Challa. And they just finished Endgame like a year ago. Yeah. And he was he was slated to be part of this next Avengers core. This next generation that comes after Captain America and Tony Stark and, you know, all these people that we started, you know, growing up with and loving. He was going to be that next generation with 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 Spider-Man and characters like that. Like we were all ready for this next phase of Marvel to include him as one of the leading characters. And then all of that gets snuffed out because of freaking cancer. I just, I am, it's a stupid thing to say as a podcast host, we're coming up on our 300th episode, man. And I am at a true loss for words. It's, I mean, it, like you said, literally came up as we were about to record and I, I didn't know what to say. I, I literally, I'm still looking at Twitter right now going, this, this can't be real. This is just completely unbelievable. Um, and we've, you know, fortunately, we've already had some, you know, pretty shocking and just horrifically just tragic deaths already this year. Um, on top of all of everything else from there, we just lost Kobe Bryant and his daughter, which was mm-hmm. awful. Get this, get, this is kind of giving me flashbacks to that a little bit. Um, and... You know, two African American icons gone like that is is awful, and and, and it just I I feel so bad for his family. You know, obviously he had obviously just a a, a great family behind him, but also a incredible career already. And then what came ahead, I'm sure, would have been magnificent. Forty three, far too young, far too young, and and you know. I'm I'm about half that myself, but the older you get, the re- the 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 more you realize uh, how, you know, dying that young is is really truly tragic. Um, I just I it it really puts things in perspective. It it really does. Like I don't know I don't I don't know man. Like there, there's things about it in in my personal life that I'm sitting here going. 
I could have cancer. I could be gone in in three weeks. There's a there's a local TV personality that everybody really loves. His name is uh, Babe Laufenberg, and and he he's done sports coverage in the Dallas area for a long time. And he's got a son named Luke who was getting ready to to go to college, start his life, and he wasn't feeling great. And they they ran some tests on him and said that he had three weeks left to live because of terminal cancer. And and like to to watch your son live out his final days must have been brutal. But imagine having a, a spouse that is fighting a prolonged battle for years and they still get up and they they go to work and they do the things that they love, that they're passionate about, and they don't let the cancer define them, you know? Like, if I found out that I had stage 3 or stage 4 cancer, I don't think I'd want to go to my 9 to 5. I don't think I'd want to go to my job, you know? Right. Like, I don't think I would want to spend my, quote-unquote, last days doing this job that I'm doing. I, I appreciate this job, believe me. And I and I love the, 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 the income and the stability that it provides. But if I got that kind of news, that's not what I'd want my last days weeks months to be like and yet chadwick boseman kept making movies he didn't let the cancer define who he was he kept working he kept doing his thing he kept pursuing his dreams he kept loving his family right up until his last day and i admire the hell out of that i really do like he could have so easily gotten a lot of media attention by announcing that he had stage three and stage four cancer like that is an easy hit in in the media news the pop culture news talking about a a big icon with deadly cancer and yet he chose not to do that and i think that's one of the reasons why this news is hitting so deeply is because it's not something that we've had the opportunity to follow along with since 2016 Unless there were some people that found out about it back then and then, you know, over the course of the years, we thought maybe it's just in remission or something. And, and, you know, he kept making movies, so it's like nothing's wrong. But apparently there was something wrong. And and now we were we're without, like you said, a, a fantastic actor and just a good person. And it sucks. Yeah, I mean... You're talking about, and you know, as much as it is tragic that so many things that he could have done, look at what he did do with his mm-hmm. life. You know, look look at you know he he played Jackie Robinson in Forty Two, yep. um, became Black Panther. You know, the, not the first, but perhaps the biggest black superhero ever. And inspired so many people, and and Black Panther, Avengers, those movies changed the world. That role, that that character, is so popular. I remember watching Black Panther in a theater full of both white, but a, a lot of black people, mm-hmm. and they loved the hell out of Black Panther. That's one yep. of the most fun crowds I've ever been in a theater, and you know they're. They're, they're, we're missing a hero tonight for a lot of people, and it's tragic. It is. I'm, I'm still, I'm, st- I'm still 
kind of stumbling over my words trying to figure out if this is real because it's it's just so shocking. Um, so obviously we wanted to talk about some things that were that were better than this, that were more exciting than this, but being that it happened, we couldn't couldn't let this go without actually mentioning it. And you know, I mean, he he had an effect on us. I love Marvel. I love Marvel movies. I I love Infinity War, Endgame, two of my favorite movies of all time. Like, you know, I love that character. And the only thing I will I will close with this. All I'll say is, just let this be another reminder that that time and life are precious. Yeah. We never know. You never know when you're going to go or when someone else around you might go. Life is very, very short in the grand scheme of things. So just love the people around you. Tell them you love them. And enjoy it while it lasts. Because, unfortunately, some people don't don't get what they deserve. And... Chadwick Boseman deserved the world, in my opinion, and uh, sad to lose him so soon. <sighs> Wakanda forever. Absolutely, Wakanda forever. I'm doing the salute. I'm doing the salute. You and me both, that, brother. That forever, forever. All we right. Will, um, we'll do our best to uh, to have some more complete thoughts next week uh this is definitely not the end of this conversation especially since jake couldn't make it tonight so um be sure to listen to next week's episode as well i'm not sure where in the conversation it will end up happening but um we'll we'll have more complete thoughts next week as well yeah absolutely and as i said dc fandom it happened and we're gonna talk about a bit of it Uh, to be quite honest we're later than we wanted to be because of everything that has happened today technical and issues and the news breaking and trying to figure out how we were actually going to do this program. You know, there's there's a, there's a lot of stuff involved in this. If you haven't listened to our show real cut, you can kind of get an idea of of how how we kind of compile things and put things together. The uh, the hashtag release the show real cut bonus episode kind of gives you a glimpse into the half an hour we spend before we actually do the episode. Right, right. Sometimes it's more than half an hour. Sometimes it's a lot longer than that, like on a night like yeah. this, and we're sitting yeah. around going, mm-hmm, we're just going to try to figure this out and do this way once. But uh, as I said, DC Fandom yeah. was pretty pretty good. Like I didn't actually get a chance to watch any of the the panels, really, in full. I caught a few of them just in clips. That's- thing called a job that i've got to go yeah. do oh i was on vacation i'm just gonna throw that out there well, then you got no excuse part of your vacation should be consuming dc pop culture media what is wrong with you man? well i was i watched batman begins the other night on the way home um between that's atlanta good, and my house so that's uh, a good movie it's a really good movie and all this, the Batman stuff and dc like i gotta go back and watch that one that's a really good i bought the entire trilogy on digital now I'm gonna go back and go through those whole things again. All right. Yeah, um, I need to. I need to get the Dark Knight on digital. That's one digital copy I don't have. So. Yeah. And see, I've seen Dark Knight a couple times. I don't think I've ever seen Batman Begins more than once before now. And then Rise, I haven't seen in quite a long time. So, I want to get back to that. 
Um, and and there's some you know some big news. Obviously, they there's a ton ton of information. Don't expect us to go through it all because it's just it's mounds of it. And even as a casual DC fan myself, I couldn't possibly go and try to be a good aggregator for that. If you want to go out there, that's fine. I will put a link to all the trailers that we talk about yeah. tonight in the show notes and in the, in the show description, so you can go check those out. I will not be putting any audio in the podcast itself because it's too time consuming and I'm just not doing it all right you can go watch the trailers on your own and you're not going to hear them on this show all right it's just not happening oh, dead gummit. but there's some really cool stuff I mean we got the flash movie they confirmed that Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck are back and back. so and Batman's going to be making the flash his new suit they confirmed that the whole Ezra Miller meeting Grant Gustin on The Flash is canon, and that's where he gets the name The Flash from. And Love that. And then we've got Shazam! Fury of the Gods. It's the second Shazam! movie is coming, uh, 2022. And then Aquaman 2, Patrick Wilson's back. It's going to be more serious. There's just like so many little things that you get, and I love conventions because they do this. And I think, from what I want to understand, like fandom was like a really well done. I think most of it was like pre-recorded, but like they really put it well done. But the big showings in this was the big trailers, and we got several movie trailers. We got one behind-the-scenes reel. Yep, and we got a couple of game trailers. And so we watched them, and we're going to talk about them right now. Watched most of them. I think the only thing I missed was the the. No, I did see the Suicide Squad BTS featurette. So I think I did see everything. Yeah, I think you did. Okay. I think you did. It's okay, not a cool. ton, um, and like some of these are really good. Like I like I genuinely like. I'm way more excited about the Suicide Squad now after watching that. The Suicide? Um, the Suicide Squad. The Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. I'm Sylvester the Cat. I'm so tongue-tied. Tongue-tied. going to be a fantastic movie. Man, the, the, the levels on this, when I look at it in the edit, all the, all the, all the spit hitting the microphone is just going to be ridiculous. My God. What have we done? <laughs> I should have moved Mike away from my mouth. Just back bit. up. Just back I up. Just got, I just got so caught up in the moment. I was like, eh. <laughs> but nobody's going to be able to use my mic now because my windscreen is just full of saliva. <laughs> right, right, right. Just dripping. Um, so some of them are really exciting. Others I wasn't super into. Like, for example, the trailer for the Snyder Cut. Oh, my God. I know it's really it looks really good. I guess I'm just fed up with this movie. I just oh, want to see my, it. Oh my god. Oh, we're going to start the night like this, are we? <laughs> yes, we are. Ah, oh, that was the freaking best one. Oh my god. That was my favorite one by a far cry, like a super wide margin. Oh my gosh. Ah, like, it's just meh. It's meh. All of the best Things about the original Justice League were included in it, like the the first fight sequence where they're all fighting against Steppenwolf in the underside, uh, like in, in the bay, like in the in the tunnel under the bay. That is like the best part of Justice League for me, and it was like a component of that was included in there. It let me know that he's keeping that or most of that in the film, 
and then you're seeing elements of of Ezra Miller doing his thing but doing it in a way that's not like stealing pizzas from people like he's actually doing some good and he's actually like channeling and harnessing his powers and you're seeing a little bit more background on Steppenwolf that's going to make him a more viable villain and make him like somebody that you're actually going to enjoy watching him get taken down as opposed to the original version where it's like oh you're just a cluster of CGI I don't care if you live or die there's going to be more depth to him from this. There's going to be better conversations that are going to be had. You're going to have more interpersonal engagement than just a few uh, moment of truth conversations like you get in super cliche come together type of films. Like I don't see the cliches in this. I see, I see Snyder actually bringing about the characterizations that were supposed to be there in the first place. Like that vision that he's got for it, I feel like I've caught that vision. And that's a really, really hard thing for me to say because I've been super critical of DC in the past. Mm -hmm. But the way that it was compiled, the shots that they were deliberate about including and excluding some of the things that they were implying are going to end up happening in this film makes me excited to see what this is going to look like. Not to mention the absolutely perfect song selection using the chorus of Hallelujah for some of the important aspects of the, the cut scenes. Like every time a big something is happening, you've got a chorus singing Hallelujah, which I know for a fact has to be like Snyder's under the table, underhanded way of celebrating the fact that he actually gets to release the Snyder cut. That is him singing Hallelujah. I get to sweep Whedon's crap under the rug and give you what I was supposed to give you in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. And I I think I think definitely what stands out with this trailer is that it feels very Zack Snyder. As opposed to the Justice League we got, which is like let's just pump up the the volume on the colors and uh, let's make it more jokey and make it more Marvel and this is what's going to actually make it good. Um, yes. I am not. I am not the biggest Zack Snyder fan. Like I, it's, like I'm not either. Like, what has he made? Batman v Superman and Man of Steel. I've been critical of those too. You know, like yeah, we we we've we've all been critical. I think obviously he's not a perfect filmmaker. I think he visually he's great. I think some of his writing is maybe not so much. But you know, you can't you can't you know you can't go after him just based on how it looks and his trailer looks magnificent and it's definitely more in line with what we've seen in Man of Steel and BVS and so and it's I'm I'm it's definitely more in line with BVS right right definitely. absolutely especially when you get like the flashback to like the the nightmare sequence mm -hmm. and stuff like that like there's definitely going to be some threads in there that are going to be picked up on and we're talking about literally twice the movie that we got from Joss Whedon the 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 theatrical version I guess is what we're calling it um that was two hours straight this is gonna be four one hour episodes so a pretty much a four hour movie yes. which is 
sound that's the most exciting part to me is like okay we are yes. getting a true justice league movie here this is no like yeah. let's squeeze it into two hours and just make it this popcorn flick this is a legitimate like true outing for the justice league a proper film for these just gigantic legendary characters well and and see i think that is the benefit of streaming as opposed to going to the theater because unless my memory is mistaken the last time a four hour picture was in the theaters that people actually went and sat down and watched it was a war movie called gods and generals really and it came out over a decade ago and i remember my dad going to see it and it had to have like an intermission where you actually like got up and stretched your legs for 10 minutes and then came back and watched another two hours of it yeah, yeah, it was just like it was like four plus hours of content, and people just don't have the time or the attention span to commit to something like that. But with streaming, you get to tell longer stories that are more fleshed out with the same kind of movie budget that you would get for a feature film. I mean, look at things like the Umbrella Academy. I, I'm just using that as an example, and I know Jake's probably proud of me for using that as an example, but that stuff is cinema quality. Acting, storytelling, music, action, graphics, everything about it is cinema quality, but it's on a streaming service. And it's essentially a 10-hour long movie. And I just I think that that is the perfect fit for something like what Justice League is trying to present. You get to have the full amount of time. You get to break it up into one-hour increments, which are easy to sit down and consume. But if somebody wanted to watch all four of them back-to-back, you could binge it in one night as if you were sitting down in front of your Blu-ray player watching a four-hour-long movie in the comforts of your home. I think it's the perfect time and the perfect fit for what Snyder was trying to do. Absolutely, and there's been other examples like we got The Irishman on Netflix. That was like yes. three hours, three and a half hours. Yes. So like you know, you can either do it, you can even do it like just straight, like a straight movie that's you know over you know the general consensus of like movies that are around two and a half. You know, we had Endgame, which was three hours, and that was like an outlier. And then you had yeah. going back like anything bigger than that would be like you know going back to Lord of the Rings, and even those weren't that long they had the extended editions but they were shorter in theaters so like you know they they're definitely a precedent whereas they can do whatever they want in streaming and i think that's i think breaking it up doing four hours we're gonna get all this footage and you know this we're gonna actually get some really good stories with these characters you know cyborg who is not that much in the theatrical version is gonna have like a proper arc he Zack Snyder yep. says he's the heart of the movie. Like yep. that's fascinating to me. So that's that's got me excited. I I wasn't as impressed by the teaser, but just the idea of this and the fact that regardless if you love Zack Snyder, you hate Zack Snyder, he's gonna get to do what he wants with this. And I am all for a filmmaker being able to execute his vision for better or worse. For you know, for whether I like it or not, whether anybody likes it or not, someone having an idea, something having a story, and just being able to tell it unhindered, and that doesn't happen very much in Hollywood. So, 
maybe I don't know if this is a how big of a win this is for creative freedom because this was hard fought and who knows if this will change anything but like the fact that we're getting this I think it's right. I think it's it's really great. I really genuinely cannot wait to watch it. I feel like that whole thing about having a story and being able to tell it whether I liked it or not. I have the sneaking suspicion that you're talking about Lord and Taylor with Solo. They might be hinting at that, maybe. <laughs> Lord, Lord, good old Lord and Miller. Miller, um, Taylor. Where yeah. did where did I get Lord and Taylor from? That's the that's the department store that's closing down, isn't it? Maybe, or you could be connecting Opie Taylor and Ron Howard, who actually directed the movie. No, no, no. I think I saw a news article that said the department store Lord and Taylor is closing down. Mm. Hold on, hold mm. on. Where is it? Lord and Taylor. I'm pretty sure I saw it on Twitter the other day. Lord and Taylor is closing all of its one, all of its stores after being open for 194 years. Whoa, that it, is. It's like the oldest, it's the oldest and longest running department store in the U.S. And COVID took it from us. God. See, 2020. 2020 just sucks. 2020 just sucks ass, man. I don't know if you're going to have to bleep that out, but it sucks ass. No, that's not a bad word. It sucks ass. I said it again. Aha. Okay. Well, now that we've got that established. Please enlighten me why you felt so meh about the trailer itself. Like, the prospect intrigues you, but why was the trailer so meh to you? Well, I mean, it didn't offer... I feel like a lot of what's in this trailer was, I feel like, I've seen before. Like, there was a lot of, like, just going back to some of the stuff that's in the theatrical version. Um, And also, I've seen this movie twice already. And I'm just like, all right, I just want to watch it. <laughs> I think I'm just kind of over it. I, I want to watch the real version. I don't want to see a trailer. I just want to watch the actual, like, what was promised to us way back in the day. So I don't know if I can quite put it into words, but it is definitely along those lines. Okay. Okay. Well, then, out of the ones that we've seen, which one intrigued you the most? Okay, so the one the one trailer that blew me away, the one that I was already excited about all these movies, but the one that like just intrigued the hell out of me from the instant that I saw it was the Batman. <laughs> What's so funny? I can't help but laugh at the irony. We are on like polar opposite ends of the spectrum. Tonight. Oh my gosh, you hated it. <laughs> Thought it was Mac. Oh my God! What is wrong with you? <laughs> this is why we need Jake because he's <laughs> able to like be the swing vote. <laughs> Jake's screaming at his phone right now. One of us is wrong in his in his opinion. Oh, uh, probably it's probably me, but I don't care. Um, please, what what makes the the Batman trailer so epic to you? Oh, it's, I mean, the whole aesthetic, I mean, I think it it really just sells this, you know, even darker and grittier version of Batman, which I didn't know they could do that, like, 
after we got, you know, Christopher Nolan's take, we got Zack Snyder's take, now we're getting, you know, this, and it just it looks great. Like, it looks, I'm, I'm, I think it, I think what most intriguing about it is the fact that it looks different from every other Batman we've gotten, to me, because it is a early on Batman, it's supposed to be like year two, and he's working with the police, he's not running from the police, he, like, on a crime scene, he's going to be actually, like, this guy's supposed to be, like, the greatest detective in the world. Like, he's, like, going to be the, 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 the Sherlock Holmes of the DC Universe. Like, maybe we'll get to see him actually do some detective work and actually do this. Um, and just the whole aesthetic of it. It just looks fantastic, and it's a great cast. I'm super pumped to see what Robert Pattinson does with this. I think people are underselling him severely. And I think he could be one of the best Batmans you've ever had, genuinely, because the presence, I mean, like, that guy, unfortunately, has been the butt of so many jokes. I did some of them, too. Sparkly vampires, it was a thing. It still is, yep. kind of. And, yep. yeah, you know, you know, Twilight, it's a really easy punching bag, especially on the internet. But Robert Pattinson is a damn fine actor, and I think he's going to kill this. Maybe quite to, literally. He could. He he could. I need to go and watch Tenant because I've heard multiple people that I trust their opinions on movies say that Pattinson kind of steals the show in Tenant. Yeah, from, from so. the trailers that I've seen, I've I really liked his character. So I'm I'm intrigued well, by that too. I'm I I am intrigued. My problem is I don't know if I'm intrigued enough to risk going to the theater and possibly catching Rona from some dirtbag that sneezes on my neck while I'm watching the film. Yeah, I really I want to go to like a late night screening where there's nobody there. Yeah, and I like to sit on like the very very back row so that there's nobody like coughing or sneezing from behind me. You know. There you go. There you so. go. I've got so. I've got a game plan in place. I just I got other stuff going on. My sister's getting married next week. Wow, that's a big. week a week from tomorrow. My baby sister's getting married, so we got a lot of crap to do to get ready for that. That's a thing. doesn't she know that you know when you're the younger kid, you're not allowed to get married until. You know that's 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 out of line. Oh, like she's gonna it, wait on you. It is a big familial faux pas because not only is she getting married before me, but she's getting married before my cousin, like a month before my cousin, and they got engaged first. Oh wow, she she's screwing everything up. Oh yeah, it's like a huge familial faux pas. And there's gonna be a ton of passive aggressive comments that get made at the ceremony and reception. And I am going to eat all of it for lunch. There's going to be a family war on the, on your hands there. It'll, it'll be interesting. And also, it's going to be a dry ceremony because the church doesn't like alcohol on the property. So, Oh, okay. Um, it'll, yeah. it'll, it'll, you know, the people that, uh, yeah, so it's, it'll be a bit safer for the, the violent well, drunks. Well, yes, but at the same time, there's not going to be anything that serves as a barrier between me and my... Ignorant relatives. <laughs> I'm gonna, oh I'm man, gonna, I relate to that so much. I'm but gonna, I, I don't, I don't drink, so I don't, I can't have that. I, I just oh, have to put up with it. Oh man, there were so many times last Christmas where I was so glad that I put rum in my eggnog because the the offensive things that I had relatives spewing in my <laughs> living room 
meant nothing to me because I was too high in the head to care. I've learned just to hang out with all the younger kids, my younger cousins. They don't yeah. they don't talk about anything yeah. controversial. It's they're always more fun to me. Yeah, those are the ones that you play video games with and you just spend the day being a kid again. That's always the best. Yeah, they just they just want they just want the games on your phone. That's that's all they want. They don't want to they don't want to preach to you about politics. Well, if you can convince them to play a game console, it's even more fun because then you kick their butt at like a racing game or something, and then, and then you're having a really great Christmas that way. Yeah, exactly. How did we get here? <laughs> hey, okay, but I've got a nice segue because we were talking about video games. Let's jump over to the video games that we're yeah. talking about really quick. There were a couple of trailers, one for Gotham Knights and one for Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. Out of those two, which one – did you um, did you maybe think, huh, I could see myself playing that? Okay, so full disclosure here, I only watched one of them. <laughs> oh, well, okay. <laughs> Which one did you watch? That's obviously going to be your answer then because that's the only one you could potentially get hyped about at all. I, I watched the Suicide Squad kill the Justice League one. I'm watching the Gotham Knights one right now, by the way. I, I totally meant to do it before the show, but then I was like literally busy as hell all day and didn't get a chance to do it. Um, yeah. But I think I think even so, I think I would have enjoyed Suicide Squad one more anyway because it's just a great trailer. I love you know kind of the it's supposed to be like I'm vaguely familiar with the Arkham Knights games. It's supposed to be set in the same universe, uh-huh. and which is ironic because the Gotham Knights one is not. It's a new continuity apparently. That oh. makes no sense. Well, but. Great. So Suicide Squad is set in that universe, and we've got the Suicide Squad, and, like, it's great. You got King Shark, you got Boomerang, you got, uh, you know, Harley Quinn, all those guys, and it looks like it actually could be a really great game, and on top of that, you've got, you know, the idea of, oh yeah, Brainiac is here, and he's corrupted Superman, possibly the rest of the Justice League, and now the Suicide Squad has got to take care of him. Oh, man. That, hmm. To me, I, I, I guess I'd have to see, like, the storyline of the gameplay, but it just, it feels like that idea of sending the Suicide Squad after the Justice League just doesn't sound like it's going to end well for the Suicide Squad. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just my high and lofty interpretation of the Justice League, but sending a, a bunch of ragtag people that almost don't want to work together against a group of, of highly trained professionals, it just it doesn't seem like that's going to go well. I don't know. I, I feel like some of them may just, like, would prefer the bomb in their neck going off <laughs> than, right? than, uh, than getting, you know, beat up by Superman possibly, uh, you know, laser-eyed. Because that's probably what's going to happen. I love Boomerang's. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that, that face-to-face moment where they realize exactly what their objective is, is like, oh, crap. But I love how enthusiastic, you know, King Shark, he's like, oh, it's Superman. Like, he's so excited. And then it's like, oh, no, something's wrong. Yep. Yep. And And honestly... Here, here's the here's the dumb thing about about both of these video games. Maybe not dumb. Maybe that's probably not the best word. I know there's gamers out there that are gonna hate me for saying that, but I think 
both of these have good enough storylines that I would like to just watch this rather than play them. And I probably will watch this before I play this, to be honest. I don't, I don't, I don't mean to make that sound derogatorily like, oh, this is a stupid idea for a video game. They should have just made it into a movie kind of thing. But no, that's just the that's just the place that video games are at nowadays. Is that they've got such good perspective storylines that you end up playing through rather than watching. It's a new way to consume parts of DC or Marvel or, or you know whatever the superhero game is that gets released. There's new stories that you get to experience through gameplay rather than experiencing it through a, a streaming service or something like that. I think I would just prefer to watch it or watch somebody else play it. And here's why, because I know for a fact that a game this complex is going to frustrate the hell out of me. <laughs> and I just, I don't want the game to be associated with negative memories of me trying to play at it and falling off of a roof every other time. Yeah. I, I, I can see that happening. And so I think I would probably end up watching somebody like Star Raptor play it before I oh, play yeah, absolutely. myself. Because if he, if he did like a, a let's play where you watch him go through the different levels and stuff, I would watch the hell out of that. Because I would want to see how the story progresses. I would want to see him in action, for one thing. If you guys aren't following Star Raptor on YouTube, you need to. Just saying. Um, but I would I would much rather watch a YouTuber try and play the game than try and play it myself. Because I know what an amateur I am. And I know how frustrating it's going to end up being. And I would, I would rather... I would rather see somebody else do better at it so that I can embrace the graphics and the storyline better than I would if I was playing myself. Well, yeah, it's like I have both played GTA V and watched other people play GTA V. And I immensely more enjoy watching people play it than playing it because they're actually good at it. I suck. I get in the lobby and I'm dead after like 10 seconds. Like I don't get to do anything. So like, yeah, video games have always been my my guilty pleasure just on YouTube just watching them. Um and and by the way, I did just watch the Gotham Knights trailer and it looks pretty good. I will say as even though it's not connected to the, you know, the Arkham Knights games or whatever, it looks just as a game, it looks more interesting because you've got a assortment of characters. You're not just playing as Batman. You've got like all these different. You, know, you got Batgirl. You got Robin. You got Red Hood. Like that's interesting. Like the co-op may be there. I don't know if there's going to be like multiplayer there, or you're going to be able to switch between characters. That's really cool. It does look like a cool game. I'm still more interested in Suicide Squad. I think I think that's more my style. Uh, I don't know. I I think I think I would give. Gotham Knights a shot at playing it. I'm not saying that it looks easier, but I I think I like the premise enough that I would give it a shot just to see how I did. But I think I would I would definitely watch Suicide Squad just so that I can like keep an ear open for the stupid one-liners and stuff that they've got. But I've always loved Team Batman, the Gotham Knights. And to to get to experience the different powers and abilities of each one of the Gotham Knights like 
I read in a in an article on comicbook.com that each one of them are going to be skilled in different aspects of crime fighting. So like Robin is going to be a little more technical, you know, being able to like hack doors and stuff like that. Right. And uh Nightwing Dick Grayson, obviously the Flying Graysons, he's going to be more acrobatic in his fighting style. Um the Red Hood, Jason Todd's going to be like like the Hulk of the group, <laughs> super strong. Like I think in the article they mentioned him as like peak physical human abilities or something like that. Like he's on the top of his game, basically. And he's got guns. And he's gonna have guns. The Red Hood actually uses guns. And then you get Barbara Gordon as Batgirl to have a storyline about Barbara Gordon that doesn't come from that uh, graphic novel that got made into a movie a couple of years ago that sucked ass. <laughs> Oh my gosh, we need a palate cleanser from that. And so we get it with this. Poor and Barbara uh, Gordon. Oh my gosh. Oh, don't even get me started. I spent 1750 on one of the biggest disappointments of my life. Well, I've heard enough about that thing to not want to ever see it. Oh my gosh. The Killing Joke is one of the best graphic novels I've ever read. And I haven't read like as many as as some of my friends, but it's still one of the better reviewed graphic novels ever and the stuff that is from the graphic novel is pretty cool and it's pretty true to the story but the deviations that they take in the prelude are just awful just awful like makes you want to throw up in your seat awful and i just i don't want that for barbara's storyline i want something different and so to to have that something different available in in a video game format is really encouraging and really exciting for me. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to just seeing how that story goes because Bruce Wayne is dead and yeah. Gotham, and Gotham is vulnerable. So what does it look like for a Batmanless Gotham to try and be held up by the people that he trained? Are they going to be enough? Obviously, it's a video game, but, like, are they going to be able to handle big characters like Mr. Freeze? We saw Mr. Freeze in the trailer. Like, they're not going up against second-rate villains. They're going up against the people that Batman himself went up against, and I think that'll present an interesting challenge. Yeah, I think that's an interesting concept of, like, I mean, let's face it, you you look at the the, the Batman stories, and just for the sake of the story, it seems like... Batman never really seems to clean up Gotham. <laughs> like, he always is just dealing with this and dealing with all these criminals, and he won't kill any of them. So you have people like Joker constantly coming up and, and wreaking havoc. But, uh, you know, what happens when Batman's dead? You know, what happens when Bruce Wayne is out of the picture and you have all these people and, and the Bat family, as they're called? Like, that's a huge roster of characters. Really interesting. And, you know, they've been used to varying degrees in all forms of media and it's very it's very ingenious to put them in a video game like this and after we had so many bat, great Batman games to have a Batman game without Batman basically and saying okay all these characters that are kind of inspired by Batman that were trained by Batman let's put them in a game together and let's do something with that and take Batman out of the picture and maybe he's not out of the picture maybe by the end of the thing they'll find out that Bruce Bruce Wayne is back somehow but you know in the meantime is still going to be about these characters kind of moving on and trying to take care of things while he's gone. Oh, man. Can I just hit the pause button for a second? 
on the DC discussion and circle back to Bozeman for one like one minute. Absolutely. Literally, literally just one minute. I went back on Twitter, which was a mistake, because I wanted to see what some of the follow-up comments were. There was a post by Mark Ruffalo, and he says, All I have to say is the tragedies amassing this year have only been made more profound by the loss of Chadwick Bozeman. What a man and what an immense talent. Brother, you were one of the all-time greats, and your greatness was only beginning. Lord love you. Rest in power, King. And that's that's a great that's a that's a great sentiment. Uh, the only problem is there are people, there are people, are asking questions about status of Black Panther two. Yeah. The man's been gone a day. Not even a full day. I'm moving the microphone away from my mouth because I am pissed off. I am pissed. The man's not even in the ground and you're asking about a goddamn movie? How dare you? That is the epitome of selfishness. You're not thinking about his family, thinking about his co-workers, thinking about any of the people that his life left an impact on. You're asking about a goddamn movie. It makes me sick. Time and place, right, people. Time and place. There's, there's, there's my 60 seconds. I'm sorry, but... Oh it, needed to, it needed to be said. It needed to be said. People, just just give it a rest. Seriously. Oh, my God. Oh my. God. Okay, I'm putting my phone away. If you need something, uh, like send it to me on Skype because I'm not opening my phone for the rest of the podcast. Oh my God. I would makes... suggest I would suggest not opening Twitter ever again because usually it's just a garbage fire of uh, things that make all of us angry. I'm just gonna throw oh. that out there. Oh man, let's go back to happier stuff like DC. happier stuff. Okay, really quick, I I, I do want to go back. We were talking about just uh, uh, Suicide Squad the game. I want to yeah. talk about Suicide Squad the movie. Yes, and yes. this one, this one really. I mean, I was already game for this one. Obviously, I'm a big fan of James Gunn. I I, I tolerated the first Suicide Squad movie. It's not terrible, but it's not great either. But I'm I'm glad that they're actually kind of continuing that franchise and trying to do something new with it. I think James Gunn is fantastic. This is coming out next year, August sixth, and they gave us the full cast. They gave us a behind the scenes featurette, and I really dug this. What did you think of it? I I enjoyed it. I did. Uh, I'm just I'm still trying to wrap my head around everything that I saw because. Uh, like there were a lot of explosions there was a lot of mocap there was a lot of looking at the sets looking at the stunts but not as much viewership of the cast as I thought we were going to get we got a lot of Margot Robbie we got a lot of John Cena and I was okay with that but I wanted a little more Idris Elba. I wanted a little bit more Sean Gunn. I wanted a little more Peter Capaldi. I wanted a little more Viola Davis. You know, I wanted some of these other people, which honestly, having Viola Davis back is really cool, by the way. Yeah, like, I agree. Like, getting her back as Amanda Waller is a big grab. 
Like, in my opinion, that is as big as getting Peter Capaldi and Nathan Fillion. But, oh my gosh, this cast, dude. Like, I haven't seen a cast this star-studded since Infinity War. And, and, and I know that that's only been a couple of years, but Infinity War was kind of like a blip on the radar. Outside of, like, Infinity, Infinity War and Endgame, there really has not been a cast in movies quite like this. This is an amazing cast. Let me very quickly run very, through these. Very quickly. So we got Idris Elba as Bloodshot. We got Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. John Cena as Peacemaker. Viola Davis as Amanda Waller. Jay Courtney as Captain Boomerang. Joel Kinnaman as Rick Flagg. David da- David Daskmelchian, I believe, is his name. I'm sorry, my gentleman. Okay. I'm pretty I, sure it's Daskmelchian. Das Malkian, there we go. As Polka Dat Man, um, uh, Danila Melchior as Ratcatcher 2. Da- if I may, Daniela Melchior. See, you should have done all these. You, you, you're, you're, <laughs> you're, the, you're, the, you're the bilingual person I'm the, I'm that's the, better at pronouncing everything than I'm, I'm the, not. I'm the communications major, yeah. I'm actually getting a master's degree in communicating right now, so just – and I have no degree in anything, so uh, yeah. You have a degree in the school of life, my friend. You have <laughs> logged more podcasting hours than I could ever hope to. That still doesn't help you pronounce things better. I'm sorry, it just doesn't. Um, we've got Steve Aggie as King Shark, of course. Mocap. They still have not revealed who is actually voicing him, of course, but rumors point to being Taika Waititi, which I would love. Um, uh, Sean Gunn is back as Weasel. We got Flula Borg, who I love, as Javelin. Uh, Nathan Fillion as a guy named TDK. Who knows who that is? Um, Peter Capaldi as the Thinker. Cannot wait. Pete Davidson as Black Guard. Uh, Alice Braga as Sol Soria. Uh, we got Mailing NG as Mongol. Mongal, I should say. Um, Michael Rooker as Savant. <laughs> Gotta love that. Storm Reed as Tila, Bloodsport's daughter, apparently. And we got Jennifer Holland as Amelia Harcourt and Juan Diego Boto as Luna. So that is a hell of a cast. It's a hell of a cast, and, and it's a it's a nice blend of people that I have definitely heard of and some people I have never heard of. Like <laughs> Seriously, it, there's some people and I'm like, who? Who? Yeah. But what's cool is he's giving credit to all of them, which means all of these people that that they were listing this cast list for are people that James feels like deserve recognition because of the role they play in this movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like you're like you didn't give Nathan Fillion credit in the original Guardians of the Galaxy for his cameo, but you're giving him an acting credit here, which means his character is is bigger and more pronounced than what he had in the previous movie. At least that's the indication it's giving to me. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So th- that's really cool. I'm I'm glad that we got, you know, people like Margot Robbie, Joel Kinnaman, you know, uh, you know, Jai Courtney, like all those guys are back. Like I'm glad that they're they're keeping some of the people from the original movie and moving forward with, you know, it's oh not just a complete God. reboot. Well, but Look at look at how much more he's expanding on it too. Like this, if there, if even like 
like half of these people make up the quote unquote actual suicide squad, then this is going to be a huge conglomerate of misfits more than like the five or six that we got from the last movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like there's a big, like some of these, I don't know, but like some of these, I can definitely say they're going to be on the suicide squad and it's going to be a huge team. And here's the thing. I would not put it past James Gunn, someone with an R-rated movie, to freaking kill a bunch of these guys. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. There, there's going to be heads rolling, like literally. Oh yeah, the, he he said that. Like I, I'm pretty sure he said in a different interview, not from not from this behind the scenes featurette, but I am pretty sure he said that this movie is going to have a very high body count and that you cannot get attached to anybody. Yeah, and this like, kept it, saying, "Don't it, get too attached." It's not a good idea to to look at King Shark and be like, "Yeah, go riff Tamson," and then next thing you know, his head gets blown off. <laughs> like, you can't, you cannot get attached to. I anything. love it though. I love. I'm I'm so ready for like just something unexpected and just going all out with this. Like the and first they talk about that in the featurette is like just when you think you've got a grasp on the plot and where the story is going. Like, James steps in and throws you something completely unexpected. Like, I'm pretty sure Idris Elba said that outright in the featurette. And the Suicide Squad, the first one was so predictable. It was just so like, oh yeah, they introduced Slipknot, oh, that guy's gonna die. Guess what? Five minutes later, he's dead. They're blowing his head up. Like, it's so like, they can do so much. I think there's gonna be characters that you, you think are going to be like huge and then they end up dying and then there's, there's going to be other ones that you're going to be like oh this guy is so cheesy so dumb like say for example polka dot man who apparently can throw polka dots and could be the most ridiculous super villain hero ever I think he's going to have like a huge role in this movie and possibly could be the best character um, so we're gonna we're gonna make like Death Watch predictions then and be like keep an eye out for who lives and who dies in this film. Absolutely, Deadpool. We gotta do it. That's what it's called, the Deadpool. Yeah, I liked it. I like the Death Watch. I think that's the I think that's the name that our friend Sean uses when he's talking about character deaths in in Star Wars. So maybe that's uh, right. Okay. All right. All I, right. We don't have we don't have anything like that. So I just end up borrowing terms from other people and hope they don't sue me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just, just, yeah, thievery. Gotta love yeah. it. Sure, sure. Well, hopefully those people love me enough that they're not actually going to sue my ass for saying stuff like that. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see how all of these people come together. Because anytime you've got a cast list that's like 20 deep, you're not sure, like you said, who's going to live and who's going to die. You're not sure who's going to be important, who's not going to be important. But I think the thing that is important is that James Gunn has gone on the record saying that this is, like, the biggest film he's ever made. Yeah, and that's, I mean, James Gunn has worked on some of the biggest movies ever. Like, say, for example, both Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Yep, yep. And I was just thinking about that, because I watched the original Guardians of the Galaxy about a week or so ago, and that fight scene at the end is massive. Yeah. It is It is huge. There is a lot of moving parts, a lot that's going on in such a short amount of time. And for him to say that this movie is an even bigger scale than the stuff that he's done in Guardians 1 and 2, that says a lot about the creative liberty that he's been granted. It says a lot about the budget that he's got. 
it says a lot about you know his freedom of expression getting to tell the story the way that he wants to like there's there's going to be a lot to take in in this film and i'm ready to take it in you know i am so ready as 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 much as i enjoyed the the Snyder Cut trailer, I think I equally enjoyed this behind-the-scenes featurette because when an actual trailer drops, oh my gosh, it's going to look epic. I really love when they do just the behind-the-scenes look stuff. Like, sure. this stuff is like, it's it can be even more convincing to like, okay, this is like going to be really good because... You got the cast, and I think a lot of the stuff is just like off the cuff, and you and you see Idris Elba going like, "Man, this is good." I'm like, "I believe you, Idris Elba. I believe you're not yeah. gonna lie to me. Idris Elba would never lie to me. He's saying this is good. It's gonna be good." Well, that's that's the thing is not only do we trust the uh, the the directing and writing abilities of James Gunn, but we also trust the cast that is working with him. That when they are giving his work praise, we know that it's not, you know, for a publicity reason. You know, they're they're not saying it just because they feel contractually obligated to say it. Somebody like Idris Elba dishes out praise when something is praiseworthy, and so for him to to give praise to this film is also very encouraging. Yeah, and 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 that's the thing with like people will go like, oh well. Of course he's going to say that it's good because he worked on it and he's getting paid. I'm like, yeah, they, he, he could just say, like, oh, yeah, it's pretty good. I liked it. Like, he doesn't have to go out. Like, what you can tell when these people are like, my God, like this, like, Idris Elba's, like, genuinely, like, impressed with, Dude, like, go what's back going on. and watch some of the interviews promoting Rise of Skywalker with Adam Driver. <laughs> and then... And then compare that to the little interview they did with Idris Elba in this featurette. You can tell the difference between when you're just contractually obligated to say something nice and when you're saying something genuinely nice about a film. I don't know. Adam Driver is just really weird in all his interviews, though. <laughs> God, God love the guy. He's an incredible actor, but he he, he acts like his on-screen father when he's, he's when he's in interviews. He's so he's awkward. Got, got very poor people skills but i'm not one to talk because my people skills aren't the best either so in his position i would have probably done the same thing that's also true okay uh let's hit the pause button for just a second here we got to say hello to our friends and partners and, and patrons and all that good stuff we've got a couple more uh trailers to talk about on the flip side and maybe talk about which element we are the most hyped for all that's still to come as we continue our discussion of DC Fandome when the IPC podcast continues. We'll be right back. This is IPC.
Hey guys, how's it going? It's Jake. I'm so sorry that I had to miss the DC fandom episode where uh, we talked about and recapped everything from the DC fandom event, which was pretty awesome. Um, unfortunately, I was not able to be there, but I was able to watch the events, at least the events that I thought were most interesting to me, among which were the Wonder Woman panel and uh, obviously Matt Reeves' Batman panel. And today I'm going to share with you guys which trailer got me the most hyped. And it was, without a doubt, the Batman trailer. Um, It seems like Matt Reeves has something very special to bring us, a very new take on the character of the Batman and the world of Gotham. Um, in the trailer, we do see what appears to be Paul Dano as the Riddler. I'm a huge fan of Paul Dano or Paul Dano, however you want to say his name. Um, in movies like the prisoners, he astonished me, uh, and there will be blood. He blew me away. I think that's the first time I ever saw him in a movie was there will be blood. We don't actually get to see his face because it is covered in this, but he is playing, Edward Nashton, a.k.a. the Riddler, which seems like it's going to be a very unique take on the character, a very realistic take on what a serial killer who uses riddles um, would look like in the real world. And I feel like he nailed it with this. Um, On the same token, we have uh, we have uh, what's his name? Um, Colin Farrell as the penguin as oswald cobblepot who we do see for a few scenes in here he looks incredible lots of prosthetics you can't even tell that's colin farrell but he is a great actor in the things that i have seen him in and i am sure he's going to do amazing as oswald cobblepot in this movie um we also have uh catwoman um in here uh, I'm assuming it's Selena Kyle played by Zoe Kravitz. She looks incredible. And we have, I would be, you know, I, I would be very remiss not to mention the fact that Batman himself, Bruce Wayne, is being played by Robert Pattinson. And I am a fan of the things that I've seen him in, although I have a very limited experience with with him, I, I've seen clips from Twilight. Obviously, he was in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, and he's been in several other things since then, where he's had a chance to show his skills beyond Edward Cullen from Twilight. Um, and he's done an amazing job, as far as I have seen. Uh, the most recent thing I've seen him in is Tenet, and he was fantastic in that. And here he is having the opportunity to play one of the most iconic characters of all time, Bruce Wayne, and it looks like he's going to pull it off in spades. He appears to be uh, a much younger Batman, obviously. Robert Pattinson isn't very old, but he is, as far as I know, in year two of his Batman career. You can tell just his suit and his his uh Everything from his boots to his armor to his cowl to his Batmobile are things that, you know, a new Batman would use. And um, he will upgrade over time as far as I know, uh, upgrade his equipment, upgrade his Batcave, upgrade his uh, gear and 
I'm excited to see that transformation, but I'm also excited to see a, a Batman in his in his early years. So um, we had we had pretty much any other iteration of Batman that I can think of has been a Batman that's been Batman for a long time, you know, especially the Ben Affleck Batman. That was an older Batman who had kind of lost his way a little bit. He was kind of giving into his uh, his no killing rule. And um, that is not the case here as it seems uh obviously there's an amazing scene in here where batman beats the crap out of some thug and it blew me away i am excited by everything i've seen i'm excited by everything that uh they have teased and given us so far can't wait for the next trailer can't wait to sit down in a movie theater once this virus passes or uh at least safely if we can when i went to see tenant i went to see it with my wife we wore our masks and uh nobody was in the theater at all so it was just us and we did it safely hoping for a similar experience when the batman comes out what did you guys think about the batman let us know let me know and uh yeah those are my thoughts on the batman trailer now i've heard there was a secret chord that David played and it pleased the Lord but you don't really care for music do you it goes like this the fourth the fifth the minor We are back, continuing our discussion on the stuff that was released at DC FanDome 2020. I'm Zach here with Ben. Jake couldn't make it this evening, but he did send us a voicemail, and uh, that was really cool getting to hear from him. We're going to hear more from him again next week. Hopefully his internet is back in good working condition by then, and uh, we'll be able to have a lot more fun from there. A big thank you to some of the people that contribute financially to the program, people like Joey Mays, Ryan H1152, Rachel Perry, Dan Grievous, and Carrie Fleming. All of you guys and girls and whatever you identify with are a big help to what we do here on the show, and we cannot express our our thanks enough. If you're interested in becoming a patron, you can do so at patron.podbean.com forward slash IPC podcast. There are different tiers and levels that give you some exclusive access to things, including our private Facebook group, our entire library of episodes, all 290-something that we've got up there, and uh, contributions and top billing to our top five programs. So we've got a top five program right around the corner, and uh, if you're a patron, you get top billing. You get a guaranteed read of your top five right off the top of the show. You can even contribute to what you think the next top five discussion should be. And if your schedule's free, maybe we even have you on for that episode. So... There's a lot of really cool stuff for a very, very minimal cost. The max is only five bucks a month, which is like one less pumpkin spice latte per month. Like, super doable. So, check that out. 
And just check out our uh, podcast feed at ipcpodcast.podbean.com. Pod like podcast, bean like green bean. ipcpodcast.podbean.com. It's got our library, it's got our social, and it's got the patron button. So all of that stuff can be found there to learn more about how you can support this show. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I need to learn to take a breath better when I'm doing a read like that. <gasps> I always go into it and then I always say that. Like I always, always say that. It's like <gasps> I need to breathe. And like I never actually do. You would think doing this for six years I would have some semblance of when I need to take a breath and when I don't. But apparently I just don't have that wherewithal logged away in my memory yet. I don't know. But let, let's talk about one of the one of the shorter teasers that came out. I would hardly call this a trailer because it, it was more like an explanation of who The Rock is going to be in this movie for people who've never heard of his character before. It's like, oh, The Rock's going to be in a DC movie. I don't recognize this character. I don't know what he's about. I don't know his background or his story. And we got like a little 60-second teaser that explains a little bit about the history and the lore of the rocks character who is black adam what did you make of those 60 to 70 seconds that we got ben i mean it does look good but it's not much to look at in regards to like it's not trailer like it's just like concept art they kind of obviously threw this together because you know they can't really film anything right now and this movie's not even filmed yet and it's been in limbo for so many years like you know i don't even know what's going on with it right now but i don't know it is it's it's a weird one out of the gate because like it's i don't even know when this is happening i've been hearing about it forever and obviously with Shazam happening and Shazam 2 happening, maybe he's going to tie in with that. And, and, and I, I genuinely, like, I'm interested in learning about the story. But it is, because it's just a teaser with concept art, it's not that impressive. Like, I, I want to see the movie. I want to see, like, a full trailer. I want to see, like, you know, The Rock in this costume, like, doing this. I want to learn more about this. It's a good little introduction and kind of like a, hey, this is happening, but... At the same time, DC has announced a lot of things <laughs> that never happened. So I'm not yeah. really betting on this until like I'm in the theater. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not I'm not going to put a whole whole lot of like stock into it until we actually do get, you know, some filming announcements, some other casting announcements and stuff like that. I think you're right. It was very scrambled together for the purpose of getting something out there for DC fandom. And it really kind of showed because it, it, you're right. It looked like concept art. It looked like just stuff that got pulled from the novels. It doesn't even look like The Rock all that much. Like, I can see the similarities, but I also see some pretty glaring differences as well. And so that'll be interesting to see how they get it put together. And I'm also curious to see if you're actually going to see those 5,000 years prior that he talks about, or if we're just getting him after he comes out of whatever that 5,000 year break is. Cause at the very end, he says now 5,000 years later, I'm free and I give you my word. No one will ever stop me again. What does that mean? 
What does that mean? Who stopped him and why? What was he doing? Why does he give his word? Like, it's not I promise and it's not like I guarantee. It's I give my word. Like, that's the kind of thing you say when you're making a vow to somebody. Like, like some sort of gentleman's agreement or whatever. And he's like, I give you my word. Like, the last time I said something like that, it was like, I was like in a relationship and was like, I give you my word, I'm not going anywhere. That kind of thing. But now The Rock is saying, I give you my word, no one will ever stop me again. Like, what the heck? It just, it makes, it makes very little sense. And it was very hard to get excited about it. The only thing I was really intrigued by was the lightning bolt on his chest. Because it looks very much like Shazam. So I'm curious about like the crossover between those aspects. Because Shazam was a cute movie. This one looks a little bit darker. Are they from similar worlds or, or similar powers? Like, what is it that makes Black Adam look so similar to Shazam? I know nothing about DC, so help me out. Find us at IPC Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Tell me what the similarities and differences are because I am a complete noob and didn't do my research before this show. I I don't know what the connection either is either. Like, obviously there is a connection. Obviously there is something going on there, and, and like – Shazam and all of his family, like, having those powers is very – it has to be connected to, like, I'm assuming maybe maybe Shazam the wizard? Maybe he's been around for a long time and he somehow gives the powers to Black Adam? I don't know. Obviously, he's a villain. He gets locked away for a long time then comes back. Apparently, he's going to go up against the Justice Society of America, which – from what I understand, is like the pre-Justice League from like the 40s. So is this going to be – am I completely ignorant or is this going to be like something that happens? He's going to like show up in the 40s and he's going to fight them and then eventually he'll become a good guy, I guess. I don't know. He's definitely an anti-hero at this point. Yep. Yep. Let me see. I'm trying to find uh, – uh, Screen Rant says Shazam's powers and origin are nearly the same as Adam's. One being a symbol of the corruption of age, time, and power. The other being a symbol of childlike hope and justice. Both Black Adam and Shazam get their powers from what's called the Rock of Eternity. Okay. Which, which if that's not ironic, the Rock getting his powers <laughs> from the Rock, like, that's just that that that's that's a little too on the nose but whatever <laughs> oh boy uh, it's slated it, it's slated for december of 2021 and the new shazam movie is due like almost a year later wow. fury of the gods wow. isn't due until november of 2022 so black adam is supposedly happening first but who knows it might end up getting pushed back a little bit because you can't even start recording yet. I mean, there's a few places that are trying. I think the Batman has started filming again, and I know Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom has started. Not Fallen Kingdom, Dominion. Jurassic World Dominion has started recording again. But, like, people are making memes about it. Yeah? Like, your filmmakers were so preoccupied with whether or not they should, or whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. And I was like, that's okay. You're tainting. <laughs> You're tainting Jeff Goldblum's words now. <laughs> Just stop it. Oh, my goodness. Well, okay, so 
Black Adam, and I think the only other one we haven't actually talked about is Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah, I was kind of trying to like work around that and like kind of weave our way back to it because out of all of these, as as excited as I am for the Snyder Cut, I think out of what we saw. Wonder Woman 1984, in my opinion, seems like the most promising and the most likely to succeed. A- am I wrong in that in that estimation? No, I think that's absolutely. I mean, I think it helps that Wonder Woman has, outside of the Justice League, outside of everything else, she has this pretty loyal following. Obviously, her movie was pretty well received. I think a lot of people liked it. I enjoyed it, and so taking that and kind of running with it, and you've got the the star power of uh, Pedro Pascal, Kristen Wiig, you got Chris Pine back, everybody loves uh, Steve Trevor. Like, this movie looks great. This new trailer looks especially great. And I think the hype is only going to build. You know, it's, it's another becoming a casualty of, of 2020 because obviously we were, we were already supposed to have seen this movie at this point. But uh, they're shooting for November, I think, at at the moment. Who knows if they'll actually hold up that. But um, it looks really great. It looks so good. I I really, really like the blending of the visuals that they're trying to do along with the type of storytelling they're trying to present. There's a lot of groundbreaking things about this film. Number one, I have never witnessed wonder woman use her lasso of truth to ride lightning bolts before ride the lightning man that made me pee my pants a little (laughs) bit the first time i saw it i was like i would love to do something like that holy crap like she can't fly she can do something cooler than flying oh my gosh who needs to fly when you can when you can do like you can pull an indiana jones on a lightning bolt (laughs) like that's basically what she was doing (laughs) i was like Oh my gosh. Oh. And then her face when she sees Steve for the first time. And he's like, you just look like you've seen a ghost. And she just hugs him. Like that hug is so innocent and so pure. I love it so much. The two of those two have this like picture perfect chemistry. And I can't wait to see them back in the saddle together. And then um, Kristen Wiig. You know, she's got some of that star power that that is with, you know, modern actresses. She was in the Ghostbusters reboot, which we talked about recently. She's done a lot of voice work in, like, the Despicable Me franchise, among other things. But those are the things that I remember her for, like, right off the top of my head. But she's going to be, like, the antagonist. And I'm really intrigued by that. I'm not intrigued by her look. I think it looks like a cheap knockoff of the movie Cats, which flopped horribly. Yeah, but, the the cheetah CGI I'm not completely yeah. sold on. I'm not a fan of that. I am a fan of that kick-ass golden armor that she's got at the end of the trailer. Oh, that man, that looks so good. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that looked amazing. That, combined with Steve trying to keep up with modern technology is like the way I fly they're never going to catch me oh yeah there's this little thing called radar now they are going to find you he's like, the what? total role reversal now of yes. him, her having to teach him all these things yes it, it's it's so fun and whimsical watching that kind of get inverted on its head it's it's brilliant um, 
and then I, I don't I don't remember what was the other thing that I was going to look at. Um, shoot, there was something else in that that was like really really standing out to me, and I can't remember it for the life of me now. But it was just it was a good trailer, and it gave me a lot of hope. Oh, the music! Like it wasn't from this trailer, but the one before it had um, Blue Monday underneath it. I think. Yeah. And so you're going to have like '80s music attached to this film for sure which I'm also really excited about because I think I read online recently on, I think it was on a Twitter post that was like the 2010s were a terrible decade for music, which is why movies have reverted to going back to classics. <laughs> like we didn't get anything really notable from this decade as far as music is concerned. So we're just going to go back and find like actual good music and put that in our films instead. And Ouch. with this with this movie being set in nineteen eighty four, there is like prime real estate there in the late seventies, early eighties to try and pull from. So I'm uh, I'm excited for that too. Yeah. Absolutely. That 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 first trailer was banging. That was great. It was. It was awesome. And the the two of them combined gives me a lot of hope for this movie. I think you're right. I think people liked the first one enough and they just liked Gal Gadot enough that this one is going to be a hit at the box office, especially since it's coming out supposedly in October. You know, the movie theaters will have been open for a couple of months by then, and people will be a little less skittish about going to see stuff in the theaters. And I think it'll have a really decent turnout. This could end up being like the highest grossing movie of the year. I know that's not saying much because of COVID, but out of the ones that came out in the spring and out of the ones that are due this fall, I feel like the one that is set up to have the most success is going to be Wonder Woman 1984. I completely agree. And, and no disrespect to Tenant, but I think Tenant is more of a niche thing. I think it's not necessarily a family movie. It's not a movie that necessarily like dads or, or moms are going to want to be, be, you know – are eager to take their kids to, but Wonder Woman 1984 is. I think if any movie is going to reinvigorate theaters and get people butts back in seats, hopefully in a safe manner, um, it's this movie. I agree. I agree. Which is why that's probably the one I'm most hyped for, but like a very close second would be the Snyder Cut. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see how justice league snyder cut turns out but wonder woman 1984 is probably one that i'm actually going to risk it for the biscuit and and go out and catch in the actual theater whenever it does release yeah i'm totally with you totally with you so, out of the stuff that we've talked about just a brief recap we touched on aquaman 2 we not a whole lot of details there shazam fury of the gods 2022 that's a ways out the Flash movie is going to have like a Flashpoint sequence with a couple of different Batmans in it. We're getting the Snyder Cut. We're getting 1984. We're getting Black Adam next year, potentially. Uh, the Batman's hitting theaters October of next year. Uh, Suicide Squad, The Suicide Squad, August of next year with a huge cast. And then we got the trailers for Gotham Knights and Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. That's just kind of touching on some of the big stuff that happened at fandom maybe not everything that was released but those are the highlights and i'm curious out of those highlights what was like the biggest highlight for you ben 
Ooh, it's it's tough. I really love the Batman, but I think Suicide Squad won it for me. Suicide mm. Squad, the combination of that great cast, James Gunn, that behind-the-scenes reel, and that little teaser video that they had with all the confirmation of the cast was phenomenal. And I'm so pumped for that movie. Cannot wait for it. And I can't believe I'm saying that about a Suicide Squad movie. Right? Right? Considering the way we talked about the first Suicide Squad movie, I didn't think, A, that we would get another one so soon, and B, I didn't think it would be something that we would get that hyped about. But uh, <laughs> to, bar- to borrow the term from the Hype Function podcast, those are those are the things that, that we're pretty hyped about. Um, if you haven't listened to Hype Function before, uh, just check out the show reel here on channel1138.com. All of the previous episodes are available there. I was on one episode with Jeff not too long ago talking about stuff that we're getting hyped for, which was – it, yeah. it was it was it was it was a good time. So be sure to go and check that out. Absolutely. Um, so we're gonna integrate the quote of the night in kind of a different way tonight. Out of all the DC stuff that we talked about, we said we weren't gonna include any of the trailer audio, so it's kind of hard to to pull a quote of the night from there. But in light of the Chadwick Boseman news, uh, I feel like it's only appropriate that we pay a, a small tribute to him in this quote of the night segment. Don't you think, Ben? Absolutely. And there's so much to choose from. It's really hard to pick just one. But I think we have a good one. Uh, we do. Can Can you refresh everybody on, on what that is? Because I literally forgot it like 20 minutes ago. Well, I almost forgot myself. But it, it is a scene from the Black Panther movie. As I said, I mean, he's been, he's been in Civil War. You know, Black Panther, both Avengers movies, like... You know, it, it's it's sad that we're not going to get any more of him in those movies as that character, but we got some incredible stuff from him, and you know that's that's it that will literally live on. And one of the best scenes I think from any of his appearances is the kind of dream world scene, for lack of a better term, where he gets put in the ground and they cover him up and he goes to meet his father. And yeah. of course, this is after his father has passed away, you know. And I think it's a pretty, pretty poignant scene for tonight, you know, about a father passing down something to his son, and and just and seeing, seeing the brilliance that was Chadwick Boseman. I think I think it's I think it's also good to to look at legacy because that's Absolutely. that's kind of that's that's kind of what what. T'Challa was trying to do was trying to live up to his father's legacy and now Bozeman himself is leaving behind a great acting legacy so absolutely it's 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 a really great parallel and uh, so with that uh, here's tonight's quote of the night I am not ready to be without you a man who has not prepared his children for his own death has failed as a father Have I ever failed you? Never. Tell me how to best protect Wakanda. I want to be a great king, Baba. Just like you. You're going to struggle. So you need to surround yourself with people you trust. You're a good man. With a good heart. And it's hard for a good man to be king. 
right, that was the quote of the night from the movie Black Panther. And you know what? Uh, I'm probably going to end up going back and watching Black Panther now, just out of respect for Bozeman and his work. Absolutely. Just, I, just, I think it, there's no no better monument right now than to him, his life, and his career than that film. Um, yep. You know, and just the brilliance of that that just what he brought to that character um and and what he brought to thing and he did so many other things he did 42 he did uh 12 bridges i think recently was a big movie for him um yeah. i want to go revisit all his filmography i think that's thing don't guys don't don't start tweeting about what <laughs> you know who's going to replace him as ben no don't don't go there. That's not the time and place for that. Oh. Um, all we need to do right now is send your thoughts and your prayers to his family, to his friends, people that knew him best, and just appreciate his life and what he accomplished. And hope that all of us can even have the slightest bit of impact that Chadwick Boseman did the world yeah i think next week we need to um visit this video i'll try and find it between now and next week where some people went to a screening and i think black panther's costume was there or his throne was there or something like that and people would go there and they would like say things um to the costume i think and and they were like talking about what an inspiration he was and how inspired they were by by his acting and things like that. And then Bozeman's actually hiding behind a curtain listening to all of that. And then when they're finished talking to the inanimate object, he like shows up and gives them a hug. Oh man. Yeah. It was it it was it was really moving then and I bet it's even more moving now just to think about that. But yeah. Um we got one more element to discuss before the night is through. So if you're listening live on channel1138.com, get out your hashtags and start putting them there. If you're not listening live, which most of you probably are not, that's okay. We love our listeners that are uh, listening after the fact. You've got us on Apple. You've got us on Google. You've got us on CastBox. You've got us on a lot of different platforms. So go ahead and get out the hashtags and put them on all those different social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, anything that might carry a hashtag, because it's time for another round of hashtag BBQ Watch. Barbecue. 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 All right, ladies and gentlemen, so um, I have something to share. As I said, I was just on vacation, and... Oh, yeah, travel and barbecue. Travel and barbecue, and I got a bit of barbecue on vacation. This actually wasn't but a couple days ago because I literally just got home. And uh, so we're traveling south. Of course, we, 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 we looped up through Pennsylvania, came back down through uh, Washington, D.C., 
And uh, so naturally, one of our stops was going through the Carolinas on the East Coast. Ooh, Carolina-style barbecue. I see where this is going. Yeah, and so uh, we were coming through. I don't know if it was north or south Carolina. I don't know. I think – I don't even know exactly where this is. I know the company that I'm about to talk about is based in North Carolina, so maybe that's where we were. I can't remember because it's hard to remember where you are sometimes on vacation. It's like, what state are we in again? Um, so I don't remember exactly where this was, but I know this is a chain restaurant, and we were in – the Carolinas, we were hungry, and we said, what the heck, let's get some barbecue. So we stopped in to Smithfield's Chicken and Barbecue. I love how they spell, if you look this up, it's Smithfield's Chicken, the letter N, and barbecue. That's that's how you know it's good. Mm-hmm. And so, from what I understand, they have a lot of locations. It's kind of a more fast food Thing. They have a bunch of locations in North Carolina, as I'm looking at on their website right now. But uh, we didn't get a full meal. We were just kind of – obviously, you can't really go in a lot of places. I don't think they were actually letting people into their dining room, but they were serving food. And we said, hey, and we'll, we'll get some stuff. And I ordered a, a pork sandwich, as I usually do. And oh, yeah. So I get the pork sandwich. And, oh, my God, they have so many locations. Like, there's, like, a bajillion locations in North Carolina. <laughs> if you are in North Carolina, you know all about Smithfields because they are literally everywhere um, in uh, in mid- <laughs> Midwest North Carolina. Um, but, uh, yeah, just go go to snbnc.com, and you will see all about Smithfields Chicken and Barbecue. So I got a sandwich, and what's interesting is when you get a – barbecue sandwich that has barbecue sauce on it in the Carolinas, you instantly ask the question, where's the barbecue sauce? There ain't no barbecue sauce in the sandwich. What is the deal here? Uh-oh. Well, there is barbecue sauce because it's clear sauce. Oh, yeah. That, and vin- that vinegar-based sauce. That vinegar-based sauce. sauce. It is, look, as someone who has had it before but hadn't had it in a while, it is very funky and weird. Especially if you're not used to it. Carolina style is weird, but it's yep. good. It is really good. It, it's, it, it's, a, it's an acquired taste, but if you get into it and you get some good stuff like you can get at Smithfield's, it's really good. And uh, yeah, so I had the sandwich, and I, I don't know how much sauce was on there. Like I said, it's clear. You can't really see it, but I really enjoy my sandwich. You can even get it with coleslaw on the sandwich, which is a classic and uh, they had a lot of stuff. We actually bought some barbecue sauce to bring home. So I think my parents are planning something with the barbecue sauce. I don't know. But we have some Carolina-style barbecue sauce in the house somewhere that we're going to use. So I don't know what's going to happen there, but I'm looking forward to it. But, uh, yeah, shout-out to Smithfields because they got some good stuff there. I think they got fried chicken too. So uh, it's it's just a good place, and it's all over North Carolina. And really good place to eat and get some uh, different barbecue, especially if you're like us. You live in the South. Like, we're, we got the red sauce. That's it. Is it no vinegar yep. in my barbecue? Well, no, 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 no. Carolinas no. are different. No, no mustard barbecue in the Deep South either. <laughs> no, not much either that. Mustard, mustard-based barbecue sauce is a coastal thing, and I think in some parts of Kansas City maybe, but not really. Um, but – how would you rate this pork sandwich compared to other ones that you've had on your travels? Like, where does this fall? I would say 
somewhere towards the middle, but towards the upper upper side. Because I, I really did like it. Um, I think I my my favorite is still the red sauce. I'm still gonna go back to but, traditional. I don't know Mississippi style for lack of a better term, barbecue <laughs> sauce. But uh, I do really like the Carolina. I love to try the, the it whenever I get a chance because it, it, it you don't get it much outside the Carolinas, and it, it was really really good. So I would rate it pretty high. That's pretty fair. Oh man, I, I I love and I hate discussing food this late in the episode because it gets to be pretty late at night and then I start getting hungry. <laughs> like this is a this is a trope. This is another trope on the podcast. If you do IPC bingo. Just be like, wait for Zach to get hungry at the end of Barbecue Watch. Like, I guarantee you that is that is a point on your bingo card because it's going to happen. <laughs> like, nine times out of ten, we start talking about food after 11 p.m., and then I'm like, dang it, I got to go get something to eat. Uh, so stomach starts rumbling. Ugh. It, it does, and then it makes it hard to sleep at night. And it's like, well, maybe I'll just have a big breakfast in the morning. Well, can I wait that long? Eh, probably not. So, hmm. Well, while I think about that, I'm going to remind you, uh, you can also find previous episodes on StarWarsUnderworld.com, but the best place to find us is our main hosting site, ipcpodcast.podbean.com. Pod like podcast, bean like green bean. It's got our library, and it's got our patron section, and I'm pretty sure it's got our socials there as well. So anything that you could possibly need, you can find there on our Podbean account. Jake is not with us this evening, but he's still one of our co-hosts, so go find him at Jake Damon or Jake W. Damon, depending on the uh, platform that you're using. I'm pretty sure he's Jake W. Damon on Instagram, and then Jake Damon just about anywhere else. Uh, Ben, what about you? Have you changed your social media in the last week or two? I don't think Mm, you have. No, nothing's changed other than the fact that I've actually been posting on it. Probably not like in the last couple of years, I would imagine. I remember Ben Hart Attack being your name for a while there, but Ben Hart with no E has been pretty much like the main staple that you've had for a couple of years now, at least. Yeah, yeah. Ben Hart with no E is 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 my main uh my my main gimmick right now. Um, it could change. I, I'm open to change. I, I'm I'm kind of you know I had Ben Hart Attack for a long time, and you know I was very attached to it, but I'm like. Nah, you know, sometimes it just gets old and, you know, I want to change something. So, uh, who knows? You know, it just has to, you have to come up with the right, right gimmick and the right podcast joke. Because, right. But then, but then what, what would be more iconic than Ben Hart with no E? Like, I dare somebody to come up with something that would be more catchy and iconic. That's the reason Chris hasn't changed his username from Seek3PO for so many years because there's just nothing that can top that, you know? I, yeah, you're right. I don't know. I think, Ben Hart, the Star Wars guy, seems to be catching on for some reason. But can you have that long of a username on Twitter? I don't know. I'm going to have to check now. (laughs) I'm not saying I'm changing it, but I'm curious. I'm pretty sure there's like a character limit, and that sounds like it would break the character limit. That sounds... And see, I love Ben Hart with no E because it's absurd. Like, it's super long. And... On Instagram, it's all lowercase, so it looks like Ben Hart with Ho. <laughs> and that just because, makes it even better to me. Because Ben gets b- <laughs> <laughs> That's your new That's all the show we have tonight, guys. This is it. We're going to end it now. <laughs> 
Oh, man. I'm Zach the Voice on Facebook and Twitter and Zach.TheVoice on Instagram. Uh, thank you all for listening to our crazy antics on this week's episode of the IPC Podcast. Again, we're hoping to be back with a full cast of characters next week. But uh, this was a fun one in the meantime, Ben. Episode 298. We are inching ever closer to our 300th episode. And oh, we will man. be going Facebook Live for that one. I'm setting up the technology on my computer to go Facebook Live for the 300th. It's been a while since we've done it, but we're going to do it again. And we, uh, we're going we're gonna to try and do something to do it up big because it's right around the corner. So... Be sure to listen to that. Be sure to listen to any of the special edition episodes that are going to drop. We might have one dropping uh, over the weekend. So uh, keep your eyes and ears open for that. And uh, we'll see you next week, I guess. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. We're, uh, we had a pretty good show, despite the really terrible circumstances in some We had a really good show. Love talking DC Fandom, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Wakanda forever. We'll see you all on next week's episode of the IPC podcast. Until that time comes around, we're just going to leave you with this closing thought. Struggles often begin and end with the truth. And the truth is, we hope to see you next week right here on IPC. But until then, good night, everyone.
Achei a tua manhã, achei a 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 manhã